0: Hey guys, you're listening to SoundScrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Dene.
1: Hi, my name is Gina K. I'm 25 and I live in Brooklyn, New York. I am a singer-songwriter, creative marketer, producer, and I really love to ride my Peloton bike. (laughs)
0: Oh, okay. I have never been on one before. And then also, I just know a lot of people that do spin in general. Mm-hmm. And it's very intimidating. But do you really enjoy doing those?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I'm am <laughs> a fitness junkie. So oh, adrenaline and all of that stuff. I I've run several half marathons and wow. spin is sort of what I do to decompress or to get my energy out, which was especially important during COVID.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, Yeah, I can imagine. Well, that's really awesome. I love hearing that. Thank you. Today's episode of Sound Scrub, we're going to be talking about Dizzy by Gina K. Let's start with the lyrics of the song. What is the song about and what inspired you to write it?
1: Yeah, so... Dizzy is now almost a year old. I wrote it in August, end of August of last year. So we had just sort of come back to the city being slightly more normal here in New York. Mm -hmm. And I met a boy through Um, work that I really started to get to know well and really enjoyed spending time with. And mm -hmm. uh, I have a history of going for men who don't treat me well. (laughs) So the first line of the song, it it goes, treat me the way you would treat your sister. And he has a Mm -hmm. twin sister. So I thought it was interesting that, you know, someone, I was finally dating someone who knew how to treat women properly Mm -hmm. instead of just brush them off. Like, you know, another one night stand or another, this or another, that more of a transaction. And, Um, it was sort of about being seen for the first time in a really long time, which was exciting to me. And, um, yeah, it was sort of that first verse is about our first sort of dates and and hanging out together. He would reach for my hand in the elevator. So I had to put that in the song as well. Mm. Um, but it was sort of those little moments when the world around you seems to be crashing and burning. Um, vigorously and this relationship that you're in is sort of a safe haven mm-hmm. um, a little safe haven in, in the, the craziness around you and looking for joy in those really small moments um, and those small moments becoming much bigger in your eyes than perhaps you would have considered them to be in a pre-pandemic world <laughs> All of those small things felt so much more meaningful and so much more important to me um, in this early stage of the relationship and, you know, during COVID.
0: Now, how did this song start? Were you playing around with a chord progression or did this concept, this lyrical concept just come to mind and you sat down with the lyrics and melody first?
1: So I started playing a little riff on my guitar. Um, I love to play guitar in the tuning open D it's actually uh, Joni Mitchell's favorite tuning as well, <laughs> which uh, I started playing around with maybe back in 2015. Um, one of the first new things that I discovered when I moved to the city was playing guitar in open tunings, um, which I'd not done before. And, Everything in open D, I don't play theoretically. I don't know any of the music theory behind that tuning. So I started to really just play it by ear. And some of my favorite songs that I've ever written have come from this key. So I really wanted something bright and airy and easy to play, but something beautiful and and sweet at the same time. And so I started playing this, this little riff Um, I can actually grab my guitar if you want to hear it.
0: Yes, I would
1: love to hear Um, it. Hang on, I'll be right back. So, open D, it sounds like this. When you strum without anything, um, without holding down any notes or any chords. Um, And I really loved how sort of bright and, and energetic that was. So I started playing... And I just kept repeating that to myself, that little chord progression, um, over and over again and started singing to it. And just sort of the first things that came to mind, like, oh, he treats me as he would treat his sister. Like he holds doors for her and he treats me the way he treats his mom, which is he calls her all the time and it's nice to her. You know, they say that men who love their mothers are good to the partners that they end up with. Um... And so I started just making note of the little, the little things. And um, eventually I got to the chorus and it had just been a couple days prior when we'd been dancing together in my kitchen, more mostly because I forced
0: him. Oh,
1: <laughs> I love to dance and be silly and be goofy and all those things. Um, mm-hmm. I especially love to dance while cooking because I think it's fun to sing into a spatula, you know, Right. <laughs> it's just, or into yes. a spoon or into a whip, like... Why not? Um, And so I started thinking, okay, so we're dancing in the kitchen. What else is happening? I'm dizzy. When you spin around, Mm -hmm. you feel dizzy. But at the same time, being in love in in a new relationship, especially that feeling can be very dizzying. Right. So I thought, okay, does this chord progression feel like dizzy-ish? And I guess kind of, you know, when you add in different riffs for the different parts of the song. So it was... So I traveled first up the frets and then uh-huh. down the frets. <laughs> and that sort of motion to me felt a little bit like a circular, not spinning quite, but a circular motion, which I like. hmm
0: yeah, and we hear that in the chorus. For right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the production that is in this song. I, I there's so much ear candy that mm-hmm. I love yeah. that you guys added. Um, so I do want to learn more from about the production. So you started kind of with. Um, the bare bare bones with this guitar progression, did you kind of know where you wanted to end up taking full production?
1: Um, I think what my producer and I are really good at is sitting down with two or three references. And at the time I had been listening to a song by a band called Valley um, I can't remember the name of the song anymore, but it had this really fun, like, dun 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 dun, dun kind of synth part going on. Mm-hmm. And I also sort of figured maybe the song, as I play it, you know, it's slower, but it could be sped up. It could be more fun, more dancing in the kitchen song than just the right. way that I was playing it, which was a little bit slower and more emphasis on the lyrics, which is how I tend to write most of my songs. I tend to write them about 10 to 20 uh, beats per minute slower than they actually end up turning out as as produced songs. Um, And so we were listening to this song by Valley and um, that felt really energetic and really poppy, but also boppy. (laughs) Like you could kind of nod your head around to it, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And um, we also loved listening to Carly Rae Jepsen at the time and call me maybe mm. was kind oh, of yes a little bit of a reference I think in this one um there's also really cool sort of ear candy moments um of guitar or even orchestral I think and they sort of take place in the breaks between phrases between lyrics so in call me maybe it goes hey I just met you and then there's a trill like a violin trill like doo, doo oh. in in the middle yes. between right I, and i
0: remember that
1: we sort of wanted to recreate something like that i love and ronnie does too my producer we love putting little ear candy bits in Ooh. in between phrases to keep the listener you know attached and and really participating right. in in the song so that was kind of the right. idea there but yeah we wanted something bright uplifting um and most of my songs that we'd worked on previously were all very sad um, because I tended to be in a lot of relationships that didn't work out or or things that didn't work out. And this was the first time where I brought a song in where Ronnie and I both thought, oh, wow. Oh, you're happy. Oh, great. Okay. Let's make something (laughs) out of this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love the, um, I think there's like Pulsating synths in the chorus as well um, that go up and and I felt like it really also went with um, the whole idea of dizzy like that concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really really loved that. Uh, there's again, there's just like lots of cool ear candy that you guys did. There's also like a um, little cut up going into the chorus or like breaks within whatever you guys are using right there that I really love to move into the chorus. Um, Yeah. I don't know there it's, it definitely what you wanted, like the bright and like uplifting and dancing feeling. Um, And now I have that image of, you know, when I would dance in the kitchen Mm -hmm. while I'm cooking, I can totally see that and feel that with the production. So yeah, I don't know. I just I, I really loved it. Super, super catchy. I'm so well.
1: glad you like it. Yeah. The whole dancing in the kitchen thing, it it started off as sort of me joking, a joke I made with myself, an inside joke. Right. But it turned into so much more because um, I ended up making a lyric video for the song, which is basically just me literally mouthing the lyrics in my kitchen and dancing around. Um, So if you want to check that out, it's on YouTube. I oh, around yes. in my kitchen in four different random outfits, and it's very fun.
0: <laughs> oh, you should! Are you on TikTok?
1: I am also on TikTok. Yes.
0: Oh, you should put that on TikTok. <laughs> it is. It is also on TikTok. Oh, okay, cool. I was like, man, the transitions. Like, I can see it with outfits and. Everything that's awesome. I love
1: TikTok. I think part of why the song also is sort of uplifting and poppy and all of that stuff is I was listening to a lot of TikTok music at the time.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> For my job,
1: especially, I worked on several different um, viral TikTok campaigns and ended up spending oh. a lot of time, yeah, on TikTok. You know, hours and hours a day scrolling, seeing you know which which celebrities were using the sounds that our artists were using. But also just getting an idea of what the kids were listening to. I mean, now I think TikTok isn't as much of a kid platform as it might have used to have been. But at the time, people were still quite, oh, it's just 12-year-olds on TikTok.
0: Mm -hmm. But I think we
1: all found a lot of great music from it. So no complaints there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, did you guys have any trouble putting this production together or did you have any trouble putting lyrics together? It sounds like it went pretty, like it came pretty naturally. It did
1: come pretty naturally. I think there were a few things when you take the tempo up from something so slow to something so fast. Mm -hmm. um, I had to definitely cut out some lyrics or, you know, simplify a few things to make the singing easier Because when you're singing something quite fast, I think the chorus even used to be, let me see, it was. You spin me round and round in the kitchen. And now it's just, you spin me round, or is it round and round and round? Oh, it was, you spin me round and round and round in the kitchen. So three times instead of just round and around, Mm -hmm. because you can't sing. You spin me round and round and round in the kitchen. Right, <laughs> it's too fast. Um, so that was one thing that I kind of struggled with because I liked the idea of it being around and around and around because that's what you're doing when you're spinning around. But um, Ronnie was like, It's fine, you know what? Everyone gets the point, you're totally fine with having just round <laughs> and around. So, um, that was an internal battle for me, but probably not for anyone else, right? Um, and then what was really interesting is I wrote this, this bridge, it goes, I stand on your toes, bask in the glow of the refrigerator. And we sort of wanted it to be a little bit more of a quieter moment in the song. Mm -hmm. Um, some bridges go all the way in and, you know, add lots of production and lots of crazy stuff. But recently I found most bridges to be more interesting when they take a step back. And, um, What we did is we ended up recording just literally Ronnie had just gotten a piano, I think a few months prior, (laughs) like a real piano, Mm -hmm. not, not a keyboard, but a real piano in, in his studio. And so we set up some room microphones and I think he might've stuffed some, some fabric into the piano to make it sound a little more muted. And so he sat down and started playing just acoustic piano to this bridge. And the bridge, it's actually one of my favorite, favorite parts of the song because it's such a departure from the main synth progression and in, in the chorus. Mm-hmm. And it's really that moment of calm because the, the bridge itself, it's literally about middle of the night, you're waking up and you stand with the person you love in front of the refrigerator filling your cups of water from Brita, you know, <laughs> and I mm-hmm. wanted it to feel, yeah, no, it's, yeah, super it's intimate. very intimate. I wanted it to mm-hmm. feel very, you know, past midnight, everything is quiet outside, it's dark and you have the glow of the refrigerator light on your faces and you're kind of giggly maybe, but all in all, it's a very serene moment and I definitely wanted it to sound that way mm-hmm. too.
0: Yeah. And that lyric is super visual. I love that Thank lyric. Thank you.
1: Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I think, um, this song for me especially is very visual. It feels much more visual than a lot of my other mm-hmm. music. I wanted to go with things that you can grasp onto. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted you to feel like you could really picture it in your head as you were hearing it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, do want to ask you what your favorite lyric line is in this song? So would you say it is the lyric in the bridge? I think it's.
1: Uh, there are so many good ones in this song. It's a lyric in the bridge, but not that one. It is okay. I want to linger in your life. I want to sleep by you every night till I'm dizzy. And before that line was actually. I want to linger in your life. I want to sleep by you like a child. Which also would have worked, but I don't know why I ended up going for every night. But just that idea of lingering in someone's life, I don't know, I think that's such a beautiful expression because it's mm-hmm. not even, I want to yeah. stand next to you in your life. It's just a linger. It's just stand in right. the background and hang out a little. It's not forceful. It's It's very... Bystandery, bystanderish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think so many people, when they get in a relationship, it's very much about the partnership and the we do this together and we're equal and we together and blah blah blah. But I think it's just as interesting to love someone so much that you just want to linger.
0: Wait, can I ask you? Are you guys still dating?
1: <laughs> we are not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, okay. Which made this song so much harder to release. <laughs>
0: I almost yeah. didn't even
1: want to put it out, to be honest, but oh,
0: but I'm glad no. I did
1: because it it's such a special song and it's it's such a moment in time and um, I do yeah. love it despite the fact that you know it's it's not a thing that I relate to as much anymore. Um,
0: right. That's okay. I yeah. I'm I was just <laughs> to know and and um um, but like you said, like it's a hap- it's a, a moment in your life that now you have this. You know where you can kind of look back on and and maybe even just reflect on those feelings, like for future. Exactly. For future relationships, so it, it's also almost kind of like you know what you want. Yeah. You now you know.
1: In a sense, it is, and in another sense, it it's nice to be reminded that yeah, even when I'm feeling a little bitter, I have the capacity to love like that
0: yes and I
1: hope that I have the capacity to love like that again (laughs) Right. but I think I do I want to say I do if I was able to write this song I want to say I can maybe feel that way again
0: yeah I feel like and it's also well at least to me it's it's hard to write love songs so yeah and you created something so magical from that experience so um I mean, I definitely think it's possible for you to love in that capacity again. It's just obviously finding the right person and then just right timing in general. Exactly.
1: And I think dizzy can, you know, it can be about a person, but it can be also maybe a little bit about falling in love with yourself, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people are doing this summer, especially, which is great because, you know, we're coming out of this, crazy 18 month thing and it's still going on and the world is still not okay. But the dizzying feeling of being able to go out and see your friends again and go Mm -hmm. dance in a street or go have drinks with people inside Right. <laughs> Go sit in a restaurant, you know. Even even just those experiences recently, I've noticed they make me feel dizzy because I was so thrilled. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, and we're like, well, at least for me, and I believe you live alone as well. So it's like us being locked yeah. down, like in our apartments by ourselves for so long. And I don't have any pets, or neither anything. do I. <laughs> so yeah, totally can see. Yeah that that song also works with what's going on currently and, and that feeling. So yeah, it's
1: very, very universal. Definitely. I I didn't write it that way, but it's, it's coming out to be that way, turning out Mm -hmm. that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's also interesting. Like, I feel like I, I have songs too, where it's like, I wrote it from one perspective and then all these things happened, Mm -hmm. like, like leading up to like the release. And then I was like, wow, this song could actually be about this. And so that's also kind of cool.
1: For too. sure. I totally agree. And especially now listening back to old songs that I've written, it's like, I don't even remember what that was about anymore. Or maybe it was, mm. I think it was about this, but perhaps it feels like it should be about this now. Yeah. So that's really interesting oh, yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite production element? in this song? Ooh,
1: yes. Um, right before going into the chorus, there is a little sort of instrumental break where you just hear it's sort of like a little boopy synth, I call it. <laughs> and it goes, bum, 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 bum. and then you, and then it goes, you spin me around and around in the kitchen. So it's just a little boop, 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 boop. I thought that was so cute. I loved it. And, um, Such a nice little way to break up from the verse to the chorus. It's so simple, but so effective.
0: Wait, I'm wondering if that's the sound that I was trying to explain earlier. Because, yeah, it's like in, uh, it leads into the Mm -hmm. chorus. And, yeah, you hear like this little like break so I'm wondering if I it's think we're that. talking about the same thing. Isn't yeah, that... just like a Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I noticed that too and I was like, wow, that's it's... so cool.
1: I don't even remember what it is anymore. I think it it was definitely a synth. Yeah, we just wanted a nice little lead into that chorus. Um that could hint at sort of the main synth part um in right. the chorus, but it wasn't quite there yet, but it was sort of like a foreshadowing of this is what's coming.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yes. Very, very smart, smart choice there. I, yeah, I really loved it. it caught my attention right away. So glad but, you liked it. And yeah. I didn't even think about that, like foreshadowing the sense in the chorus. That makes total sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, well, do you have any other cool, interesting facts about the writing, the production, or even the recording process of
1: this song? Yeah. Um, let me just think. I mean, Writing the song, it I have it in a journal somewhere, and it was so quick. At least the first two verses and the chorus, that was instantaneous. It took me maybe 15 minutes, and um, not all songs come that quickly, for sure. So it was interesting to have a song come that easily to me when in previous months I felt like writing during the pandemic was such a task and such a labor of love and all songs took two or three weeks to fully come into anything. And I couldn't finish a song for a long time. And then finally um, I had Dizzy and and Dizzy was the easiest, one of the easiest songs I've ever written. And I wrote it on I still sit on that same spot on my couch all the time. And it's really funny to me to sit on my couch in that little spot where I sat to write the song. And it's the same spot where um, I played the song for the first time for um, the person it was about. And it's so funny because I wish that I had pictures of all those moments. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like me sitting writing it in my pajamas and then me sitting playing it for him for the first time and then you know, how many months later, now me sitting on my couch playing it by myself. It's such an interesting progression of, you know, how the, the life cycle of a song. And I think we recorded it in October or November of last year, probably October.
0: Okay.
1: And the references, I think after we had the references, Carly Ridge Epson and Valley and, and sort of upbeat pop music and I also love Robin to death. We, we both love Ronnie and I, Charlie mm-hmm. XEX, um, mm-hmm. all of those sort of like female pop vocalist type um, musicians and, and writers. We we had those references. And once we had them, it was like, oh, this is how this is going to sound. And it sounds so, so, so different as a produced song from the guitar part that I played you at the beginning like that guitar part is worlds away from the, the boopy boppity sort of upbeat production of of dizzy now, and I remember playing the production then for the first time for the person that the song is about, and he said to me, "I don't know what I expected this production to be, but it sounds exactly like the song should sound," and I Aww. thought that was one of the greatest compliments I've ever received.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Um, do you guys like, do you guys still keep in touch? <laughs> or, sorry, no, no, you don't have totally an answer to answer this question. Okay. Totally no <laughs> well, one I'm just curious because it's like now out. Right. So I'm just curious if, you know, he's reached out and, you, you know, said. Something. I have not heard anything. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Which, you know, I guess is fair enough. Um. I know he's, he's heard the song before it was out and, and all of that. And, um, he loved it. So I hope that, I hope that the blessing is still there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Um, and then I was also going to say too, it, it, cause when you're talking about, you know, playing it on the guitar and kind of then taking it to production where it's just like completely, uh, different from being stripped down um it, that kind of says a lot though because to me when a song is super stripped like that and still holds you know the emotion and and um just holds ground with the bare bones I think is a
1: great song thank you so much yeah it I think for me as someone who always writes the song first and never has production ideas at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that's what maybe drives me to write the very best possible grounding song. Right. I, I, like There's there's no part of Dizzy or, I want to say, any of my songs where I'm not proud of a lyric. Every single lyric that I release to the world, I have to be 150, 50, 150% behind <laughs> And if I don't stand by that lyric, uh, scrap it. I have to write something new. Um, right. And mm-hmm. with Dizzy, especially, I wanted to make sure every single line, every single expression, every single image was absolutely, maybe not perfect, but it absolutely said what I wanted it to say. And I think that, it, you know, it, it helps the production come to life. It, it only serves to, to help the final produced version of the song when it's done
0: yep yeah. no I agree 100 percent well Gina do you have any thing coming up that you can talk about that you're working on yes
1: so I have an EP coming out August 12th which I'm very excited about it's called I dream I was you dreaming of me thrilling it's one of my first major projects that i've released in a while um and it's all great pop songs very much inspired by female pop vocalists and and dance music and and synth pop and all of that stuff which is quite a departure from the music that i was making before which was more Bon esque like, folk <laughs> music, so oh,
0: interesting. Uh, this
1: is a, okay. a very different route for me to go, but I finally feel like this music sounds the way that I think it should sound, mm-hmm. the way that I think I sound, Yeah. and there might be another single before that okay. that I've been working on recently. Uh, if we manage to put it out, it's, it's a great song about not wanting to have a hot girl summer. Oh. So I hope that you'll see. hear that too.
0: <laughs> I want to hear
1: that. I'll send it to you after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, no, I want to hear that one. <laughs>
1: Amazing.
0: Uh, will, Dizzy, will Dizzy be on the EP? Yes.
1: Dizzy will be on the Okay, EP.
0: cool. So this so, is, so, got it. Awesome. Well, cool. I'm so excited oh, for you. you and I'm excited to hear more. And yeah, definitely. I would love to Listen to the other one.
1: Amazing. Sounds good. Well, um yeah. I will have Victoire send it your way.
0: <laughs> well, can you tell everyone too where they can download and stream Dizzy and where they can follow you on social media?
1: Yes, so Dizzy is available to stream, download, watch on YouTube, everywhere. Uh Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, Pandora, Tidal probably even Napster if you're into that thing. (laughs) Um, And on YouTube, there's a lovely little lyric video if you want to see a girl in four different outfits dancing around her kitchen and singing into a whisk. Um, (laughs) And you can follow me on social media at Gina K, -K G-E-E-N-A-K-A-Y-E. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I have a website, which is GinaK.com. So I'll see you there.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Gina, for coming on my show. I love love learning about this song (laughs) and how it came together.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And um, all of your questions were amazing. And I'm just so thrilled to share this song with you. Thank you for listening. When I'm restless. Was all the hurt for this moment
0: listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadeneecom forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening.